This week, a waitress is shocked when she encounters transphobia in, of all places, Wisconsin. And have you heard of the new hot place for lunch? The cemetery. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to another rousing, riveting edition of the Fake Outrage Report, the least important debate show on the internet. My name is Phil Causey, and with me as always is the doctor and reverend Sandeep Sen. That's right. I am uh, I am an ordained uh, officiant <laughs> of your yes. wedding, so Fake Outrage Report listeners, if you need me to officiate your wedding, I am now a veteran. Now, is it only state of New York, or is that like national, worldwide? How How is your... Uh... It's the state of New York. Okay, so I can probably, you know, get it at your local... Yeah, if you're you in know. New York and you need someone uh, for probably pretty cheap to, to do your wedding for you, uh, Sandeep Sen is absolutely available, and he'll write a personalized monologue making fun of you and your entire family. Yes, I, um, I, Phil's referring to me, I officiated a wedding this weekend uh, for our good friend Ryan Arnold, who's been a guest on this podcast, and um, That's right. I you know, filled out a grueling online application form at the Universal Life Church. Uh, that's right my church is good for the entire universe yeah take that christianity <laughs> so where this was uptown right you guys were in the bronx yeah the bronx botanical Gardens. bronx botanical garden now was it like a gorilla wedding like did you schedule it or did you guys just like show up and like you did it real quick on the side of, like the side of like somebody's uh i don't know ryan's a little budget like that and he seems like the kind of guy that would just tell his friends to show up at a park is that even just a, a group of two hundred people just gorilla wedding some place and then take it? I don't know. Get married? No, no. They they had you know it was official. They had chairs and yes tables and there was dinner and dancing and drinks and fun to be had by all. So you know, speaking of uh, weddings, we were talking about love a second ago. Yes, off the uh, air here, and Sandeep really got on me for one thing that I said because we all have have things we've standards that we have and and deal breakers, if you will. Deal breakers, reasons why you will not date somebody. And he really was confused by the fact that I would not date a Boston sports fan. I wish that you would date a Trump supporter, but then you would not date a Boston Red Sox fan. Here's the thing. Uh, first of all, Trump supporter is easier to convert, I would imagine, than a Red Sox fan. Okay. Right. But because Boston, but being a Red Sox fan doesn't mean you're, you know, an idiot. Uh, no, it does. It, it, no, it, no it, it, it just it, means you're born somewhere near Boston. No. It, it has nothing to do with how you think about the world the and I, whether you believe in, every in, conspiracy theory. In order for me to date a fucking hardcore Red Sox fan, she would have to be like an absolute knockout. Like, she would have to have... She would have to like, be a 7.5 and be willing to fuck you. Every, and then all your goddamn morals and ethics... "Quote unquote" are going to go out the window. Every fictional attribute that I've ever wanted in a woman, she would have to have to have that B cap and have me get it up. I'm look, sorry, oh, it's not happening. Because Sonny, you're look, not. Look, you here's are, what it is. Whatever, whatever woman you would date right now, if she was a Red Sox fan, she'd have to weigh maybe two pounds less, and then you would date her. That's all. This is like, know, it's just a, basically a two pound. Uh, we have bump. talked about body shaming on the show before, but that here's the thing you're you are a a a diehard chicago bears fan yes which is pretty unfortunate for you now they're rivals with the the packers Packers. so if you met a girl and you were on the fence whether or not you were gonna date her or not and then it turns out she was a hardcore packers fan you're like hey what are you doing next weekend she's like oh i'm flying to up to lambo to hang out with my entire family and 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 then you you know you're like oh no I, i can't i'm sorry it's this isn't gonna work out 
Yeah, no, this wouldn't make any difference. First of all, she, you're, I'm already on the fence in your hypothetical. What if you? What if you? You're, but you're saying you wouldn't date anyone, even if you were not on the fence. If they're a great person, they had great. They had a great personality. They were smart. They were into you. They you had a great time together. But then, because she was born near Boston. And likes baseball well, for one team you know, versus another team. It's one of those things, man, where you just you have to draw the line somewhere. The politics thing is like how you think about the world. It says so much more about you, you know? First of all, if someone is, is a supporter of the current president, they've been a supporter for cops like three years because, what, 2019, three and a half years. If they're in an appropriate age range to date me, I'm 33, and they're a Red Sox fan, that means they've been indoctrinated for at least 20-something years, okay? That's way harder to break than three years of just being politically misguided. Yeah, it doesn't know? matter if they break it or not, though. That's the whole thing. It doesn't matter if you're not a Red Sox fan. It does. It, uh, Sonny, if you, if you brought a girl home and you were getting her clothes off and she had a tattoo that was just like, you know... It was yeah, like, I would come it, on the tattoo. That's if, what I would... I would if, make a mental note like, like I'm going to jizz on this tattoo. If, if, I'm not going to send her home. If it was like Brett Favre's face on one ass yes, cheek and, great... the, and then Aaron Rodgers' face on the other ass cheek and then like and then like right uh, 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 where the tramp stamp is above it, it just said like, go Packers, Bears... Bears suck or something. You, you that that would not be a deal breaker for you. You're. I would rather have this scenario than like nothing. <laughs> this is great. It's it gives you a target to you know to shoot your load onto. <laughs> oh, it's great. All right. You know what? We're gonna bring our third voice in today. Uh, Mike Segroy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You could have hopped in on that conversation. By the way, do you have I, anything to say about the rival sports dating? Uh, I topic? I understand the points of view, both you guys, but. The th point you made earlier was was very interesting about the father bringing somebody home. Oh yeah, off the air I yeah. mentioned this. Like, if you're not from the Northeast, uh, picture whatever r local sports rivalry is you know in your part of the country. Be it you know Ohio State, Michigan, or you know w what's another one like the all the Texas football teams, I guess, or mm -hmm. Dodgers, Giants. Like, I swear, if I was dating a girl who's from like Massachusetts and she was a diehard Red Sox fan from a Red Sox family. And I showed up at her house to meet the parents for the first time, rocking my Yankees gear. That dad would probably rather me be a black guy, yeah, a white guy from Connecticut. And you, yeah, yeah. You know, the father would. It would, be, yeah. it would rather. It, it seriously, like she, he would rather have his daughter date like, like, like the most ignorant, you know, rapper. <laughs> then, and, and by the way, this guy, if he's from rural New England, is probably a racist anyway. Right. It's probably it, that would still be more okay. Than me showing up in my Yankees gear. Like, they it's very show, ingrained in the culture. They always show couples, you know, on TV, whenever, like, the Yankees play the Red Sox, they'll always show that couple there's, like, one is in the one gear jersey and yeah. one is in yeah. the other jersey. Yeah. Like, oh, harmony, so peace, it's not, harmony. It's not un unheard of. I, did, I would, plenty of relationships. I would give a Red Sox fan a nice, long hate fuck, and, and, and probably <laughs> they would feel the same way about me. But no, that this is not. It, it would not be. Uh, you couldn't wife that up, man. I just I, I couldn't do it. Well, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what. I had a, a, a former psychiatrist, a psychologist of mine, um, Jewish guy. He was dating this woman. She didn't know he was Jewish, and she said that her grandfather was in the Klan. So he slept with her, had sex with her. The next day, said, "By the way, I'm Jewish. Peace out." You know. So nice. Yeah. So I guess. Wait, her grandfather was in the Klan. Did she support the Klan? I think she was pretty racist the way he described it okay. um it was like she didn't like jewish people and she didn't know he was jewish i see 
I don't know how long ago this was, you know. But this was your therapist and he told you the story? He told me the story. Well, he he was not only a psychologist, I would see him for OCD and depression, but he was also a sex therapist. Dude, I would not go around as, telling somebody that story, honestly, if I were that guy. <laughs> Who is this guy sharing his stories with these people? I don't know, yeah. he so. It's like, hey, listen, I know you got your problems and, and we're talking about you for an hour, but listen, yeah. but check out, I was fucking this girl. And I was, was banging like, this. Uh, it, well, yeah. We must have been talking about, because he would say to me, like, are you dating? Who are you dating? Don't be so particular. So I think maybe, you know, he just felt good sticking it to, well, I guess quite literally sticking it to somebody <laughs> who was uh, racist. I don't know. We would talk politics it. and stuff. He was cool. So. All right, so Mike Segura, let's take a minute to talk about you. You have a, a podcast called uh, Hot. Oh no, not not off the press. Not off the press. Not. I, I was a guest a not few hot months off ago. The press. Yeah, not. Not. Off and the, and by the guest. way, when we have an off week at some week, you will hear yeah. me doing your podcast on this show because we yeah. do that on the show. B sides. Um, so your show, the theme of it is uh, just talk comedy in general. Just, uh, just the scene and kind of like the process of what people doing are up comedy. to. Yeah, what people's approach to comedy. You know, and and you know also to get. A good discussion too because i feel like there's so many comedians now there's so many of us doing it there's so many podcasts you know what could be valuable do it and obviously it's always got to be something like well if i have a guest how does it benefit you in some way you know can you promote something and so forth and then the other thing is is you know it's good for networking you can meet people and people who've been guests oh i did mike's podcast oh so did i you know so it's that but also i really feel in comedy there isn't enough of um you know, everybody's kind of going at it on their own. And if we all kind of share war stories, maybe that would make us better comics or better approach and avoid the pitfalls of it. I like that because there's a sense of like a, like a, we're all in this together theme. Of, not really together, but everyone has their struggles. Yeah. Because sometimes when you hear, there's a lot of this in the scene where somebody say, oh, like, you know, that person is a woman or a black guy or that person's a, you know, gay mm -hmm. guy. They get booked more. Or like, somebody right. will look at me and go, oh, you're a white guy. You've got, and yeah. I think that people don't realize that there are advantages and disadvantages to different types of comedy and being a different kind of person doing comedy. Totally. So I feel like your show talks about that and I, I really like that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I really like it to be just, you know, people talking what they do in comedy, what they got going on and how they approach it. And because if, you know, I don't know what my success story will be at the end of the day with comedy, but, you know, my approach to it, I take it seriously because it's my comedy has always been my favorite thing since I was a kid. I grew up on all the old black and white comedies and stuff like that. So, you know, I want to see good comedy out there as opposed to, you know, you want to don't, you know, you want to avoid the hacky stuff or you want to, you know, don't do something that everybody's doing, you know, make it better. Make yeah, it you are really old school. You and I had a conversation yeah. one time over some drinks and you were mentioning like some, like most of the stuff you watch is like older movies. I watch a lot of old movies at yeah. night because at night I like to just relax. I think it's cool. I think that's cool. I can't watch John Wick late that. at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be up all night. Although I have watched that's I actually. I John Wick, by the way, is a. John Wick is movie. great. That might be yeah. an exception. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like to get hyped up at night. Like the chill film. Sandeep agrees with both of us, I think. Don't yeah. you, Sandeep? Oh, my God. So he fucking hates another movie. John anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Not off the press. Give that a download. If you're curious about, you know, because yeah. comedy, it, it outwardly, it's such a. People think it's like a fun thing. There's a lot of struggle involved with it. So I like that you do that. Totally. And then the other thing, it's just the plug on the website. It's also kind of like, like the onion. You know, I did it as a portfolio to kind of showcase that stuff. Um, and then I also put. It's more of a writing portfolio, too. But I had all these podcasts because I wrote for this other website, and the website closed down. And then I had all these podcasts with, like, Ted Alexandro and Gilbert Gottfried and all this stuff. And I'm like, I have to put this out. So I just put it on Hell my yeah, website. Huh? Hell yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. So I have all this content, and it was just sitting Wait, there. Wait, Ted Alexandro and Gilbert Gottfried on your podcast? I had them. I interviewed them for the website. So I nice. would interview them. 
The Gilbert Gottfried worked out by chance because I went to see a comedian I know named Jeff Norris, and he won this Cape May Comedy Festival, and the winner of the festival got to open for Gilbert. So we were in the room, and Gilbert just spoke briefly for like five minutes. It was short. But Ted Alexander, I just reached out to him through LinkedIn of all places. I was like, how do you con- how would I contact you to do a podcast? He's like, you could just ask me here. And we, we met up. It was cool. So That's great. Yeah, that and then I, cool. I had to write articles. So, but I have all this this content laying around. I had to put it out. And so, where where, where am I going to find that? What's that? Where do you find that content? It's well, I'm putting it up on the website gradually. So, like, I just put what up website? one I, on notoffthepress.com. Oh, okay. It's all part right. of what I t- I take the old ones and I try to put them out on Thursday for Throwback Thursday, and I call it the audio archives. So I'll do new ones, and now I have freedom to interview whoever I want. So, Sandeep, I'd love to have you on. Phil, I've had in live bookings. All right, yeah, go love well, that. Whenever, yeah. So you if you want to hear, you uh, can say no. I don't care. If you want to hear more <laughs> of that? Check that out. I mean, there definitely are some yeah. better known comics than ourselves on there. Um, so, Sandeep, you want to do? Well, yes. Phil was speaking about a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, hypothetical. And our uh, this next story comes to us from Wisconsin. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Mm-hmm. Good. Where one. they often show Packers games. <laughs> uh, yeah, or play uh, them there as well. Was that they play them there as well in Wisconsin? Yes. Yes, that's where Packers the Packers play. Oh, I thought you were talking about the whole state of Wisconsin. My bad. Okay. Well, yeah, but this the, there's a bar called Fat Joe's Bar and Grill uh, in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I know nothing about this, but I I assume that place has great food. Well, a interesting great game day atmosphere. Interesting fact about Wisconsin: all restaurants in Wisconsin are named Fat Joe's Bar and Grill. Well, <laughs> 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 <that> um, cheese. <laughs> so at this particular one, there was a transgendered woman at a at the bar of the restaurant and a couple at a table at the restaurant made transphobic comments about her to the waitress. Oh, is this that thing that made on the fucking, uh, I think I saw this on the news, the blonde lady, like the waitress is kind of hot, right? That lady. She's, yeah, she's okay. Yeah. She's yeah. fairly attractive. I mean, yeah, you would do her if she was not a Red Sox fan. <laughs> You're damn right. She okay. was probably not. The, the waitress's name is Brittany Spencer. Uh, and, uh, she said, they, uh, quote, they were asking me if I thought it was disgusting and wrong and why we would let someone like that into the establishment. Uh, to which I answered, no, I don't agree with that, and walked away. And then she asked her manager to have someone else um, wait the table. And the manager, uh, quote, essentially told me to suck it up or go home, unquote. So she went home. Uh, and then after she got home, she posted on Facebook uh, I got sent home early from work because I refused to serve a table who were making transphobic remarks about the guests at one of my other tables. Uh, oh, oh, well, at least I stand by my morals and beliefs. And so the owners found out that she posted on that post on Facebook. And then uh, when she came in the next day, they fired her. Okay. Um, and so then after she got fired, she posted on Facebook, she got fired and told people to leave negative comments about the page. A lot, ton of negative comments came on Facebook. They had to shut down the Facebook page. Nice. And, um, the owner said, quote, we don't discriminate against anyone. If you want to walk out in our front door and you want to have our food or drinks, watch TV, watch live music, we're going to serve you as best we can and uh, make you happy to our standards. He's like both couples, the couple and the transgendered individual were regular customers. And the couple wasn't saying anything to the transgendered individual. They were just saying it amongst each other and then to the wait staff. And um, he's like, you know, I, we expect our help, our, our workers to serve whoever comes in. So the outrage, I'm assuming, is people sticking up for the girl, being like, "Why did you fire her?" Like that's kind of the, uh, that's what the outrage is about. I think the outrage is, yeah, directed at the, the, the why they fired the girl, why they made her 
wait the table, why they yeah. um, allowed the transphobic couple, why they didn't kick the transphobic couple okay. out. This story does have some nuance to it. Here's the thing. Obviously, those people are fucking ignorant to say shit like that. But at the same time, you if you're working in service, man, you're working for tips and shit, you, you know, their money is green, too. And you're not going to go through life being able to avoid ignorant people. And so sometimes you do have to deal with it. And I think the mistake she made was putting it online because that's one of the things in, in, in this modern age. You're not supposed to put anything about your yeah. job online. Yeah, it's so not a good idea. That's, I mean, that I feel like was a huge mistake on her behalf, you know? Well, that's the thing is I think what, what the problem with the social justice culture is that you want to stick, stick up for everyone who's like, you know, but um, who uh, against a discrimination of any kind. But yeah. then you have to live in the world and you can't just make a big issue. And the, the owners were like, they weren't saying anything to the, the person and there was no harassment of the person. And at the, at, you have to do your job. You have to, you have to, if you're, if you're a server, you got to serve the tables and you can't. Yeah. Cause you're, you're not going to, you can't have a restaurant where you're like, all right, we're opened up and we're only lit certain types of people in there. You know? right. I know that there's been a couple other news stories about this. And here's the thing. Um, political ideology is not a protected class. So you actually could tell somebody to fuck off and not serve them. But you're a moron if you do, because that's not a good business decision. Yeah. <laughs> like You're trying to serve people and you're trying to pay the bills. You can't be like, oh, this person disagrees with me on, sh- on something. I don't want to help them out. That, that happened. A friend of mine works in an Italian restaurant. And uh, one of the guys who works there is Mexican, came over from Mexico. He's a legal immigrant mm-hmm. and he was waiting the table. And the people who sat there are like, I don't want a Mexican serving me my food and blah, blah, Wait, blah. Where was this? Just down the shore in Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it's, on brand. <laughs> and he was so, I mean, I felt so, because I'm, I'm friends with the, the kid who's, who's Mexican who serves and he's the nicest kid. And, and it's like, you know, just to treat him that way was horrible. But I, I don't remember if he finished the table out or not, but you will get customers like that who are just so ignorant and say dumb things. And I was also in a situation where I worked at a, uh, what do you call it? It was a bonefish grill. And uh, majority of the servers were women. And this one guy would come in, he had to be in his 60s, and he would come in, he would kiss every waitress on the cheek and blah, blah. And I was like, how, I said, my friends of mine worked there, like, how, how would you let this guy do that? Yeah, like, how is that We're okay? making tips, we don't, we, <laughs> we're working. <laughs> And and it's a weird position for them because in one part they didn't like it, but the other part they're like, well, I'm gonna fuck it, mil- mil- I'll milk it for tips. It's like, dude, this guy tips forty percent. Yeah, he can fucking kiss me in the cheek. Yeah. So See, it's interesting. Like in the scenarios that you talked about, I yeah. think the restaurant should and uh, would be tolling their rights to be like, you 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 don't have to, you shouldn't come here. Or the yeah. guy who's kissing the cheek, like, you I agree, can't be doing that here. Yeah. Because you then you you don't want to make everyone feel like they have to do that. Right. Right. Um, the the little difference in this case is that they didn't actually say anything to the person themselves. They voiced something to the to the server i think maybe she's in the wrong line of work because if you think about it someone like that uh, probably because think about it if you sit down with anybody you can find things you agree with but you can also find things you disagree with with those people Mm -hmm. so like uh, the thing is what if she got to know some of her other customers a little better and turned out that that she didn't like some of their other opinions and other things oh she gonna tell them to fucking go to a different table too people brought it up you know and they're talking shit on this i I think the the, the manager yeah. should have let her not wait the table. Just, I think so too. That yeah. was kind of where I came down. Yeah, like that I, was just just this is not. They did go out of their way to 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 try to like talk shit on a transgender person. Well, because it sounds like to me they were doing one of those things where they were like they were talking shit 
like within earshot of the transgender person, which is like super shit. Like that's a super super shitty thing I think, to do. No, they weren't. They talking. weren't. In okay. The, in the in the story, there was no concern that the that person heard them. Yeah, it didn't mention that. There but I think a, if, okay. if, if the person did hear them, I think then that would be grounds to kick them. Yeah, out. if they did, yes. if they were doing something that fucking terrible. You know, like say you walked into a restaurant and somebody started making fucking, you know, somebody like say like uh, you know me and Mike were racist. Mm-hmm. Um, or in my case, more racist. And uh, I started making curry jokes loudly, but only to Mike. Right. But clearly, you're six feet away and you hear me. You hear it. You know, what like, is a curry joke? I want to know that. I don't know. Maybe saying <laughs> something. What's the deal? Why is it so smelly? Yeah. What's the know. deal with cardamom and cinnamon when you saute it and put cumin in there? So much curry. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Curry. And Gora Masala, am I right, people? Gora yeah, Masala. Stefan Curry. I got to find, find some curry jokes now. Anyway, back to what you were saying, Sandeep. Curry jokes. This comes on the line, but I think she, these millennials got to stop just posting shit on social media all the time, all day, every day. Well, I, I think yeah. that part you right to there. work in the real world with people. No, again, and I also think if, if she is somebody who doesn't want to serve people who think a certain way, especially in a place like Wisconsin, uh, it's probably not the only person that goes in that restaurant that disagrees with their own shit. But yeah, the, the social media thing, I, I do think that, that, you're not, dude. It's 2019. We've known for the last yeah. decade, people. You do not post about your job on social media. You don't. I, and she's not the first person I've heard of that gotten fired for that. So that part I'm actually okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think in this situation, it's interesting because this is where we're seeing a clash between, let's say, the left and the right and all that. And it's. Yeah. It's, sadly, it's a social fucking topic. Well, the thing is, is that if she was saying she won't serve these people who are being prejudiced against a transphobic person so she's standing up for the transphobic person but she's denying service to them and that's where i feel like some people on the on the conservative side of the right or whatever you want to call it would say well no you're a liberal lefty and you're acting like a nazi you're denying me my rights you're kicking me out now. well here's the thing uh yeah. legally speaking uh, somebody who just is an asshole mm-hmm. is uh, not a protected class. Right, you, you can't deny someone's service based on um, like gender or race yeah. or whatever. But like, there's no law that says like you know fucking this person is an asshole. You still have to serve them. And a lot yeah. of bars and restaurants do have up signs saying like we reserve the right to refuse service. Da, 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 da. Um, it, it's it's not the same. It, it's a very false equivalence thing. And it's one of those <laughs> things where I I used to think a certain way on it, but then I looked into the, the legality of it. And and okay. it's one of those things where there is. I mean, yeah, you should serve people because it's it's a dumb business move not to. But they're not. Right. Y- you couldn't go to court over this and win because you're not a protected class. I think leader. assholes should yeah. bind together and really try to start a movement to, <laughs> yeah, so to become a protected. I class. thought that was the Trump. Well, they support. they kind of had though because remember, like there were a few that new asshole, stories, like you know. Well, no, but there were a few new stories last year. Like, where, like NAA, yeah, yeah, National Association of Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole um, people. Oh, A-H. Well, the thing is, there was a news story, was it last year, where, maybe it was earlier this year, where it was some political figure, I forgot out who it was, where somebody, they refused service to him. Wasn't it like... Oh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That was in it the was article. Her, yeah. yeah. And the, the thing is, hen. like, yeah, you... 
you're shitty if you don't want to serve somebody who, especially somebody who makes the amount of money she probably makes. You're a moron if you don't want to serve them because you're just denying your own business money. But like, no, she's not a protected class. She she could not do a formal um, court complaint saying like, oh, this person, you know, didn't like me, so you have to arrest them or something. No, she would actually lose that case. But if they did it because they're like, oh, you know, you're a fat white lady and we hate fat white ladies. Well, in that case, now you're getting after somebody That's for for you know their race and their gender. So. And that's the thing is that it's 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 a can, can fat people be denied service based on fatness? I don't know if they're well. They first of all, an is the fat are, are a fat a protected class? Yeah, well, not yeah. Here's the thing: if you're a restaurant, that's who that that's your target market. So right again, <laughs> just bad business. Yeah. All yeah. right. So as far as the outrage goes in this one, um, this one's tricky because the outrage is you. It's fake outrage if you're going based on just the firing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, it's the outrage of there's the outrage that they didn't um like that they didn't that they made her serve the person, the people, well, and then they didn't that they make fired her, her. They just sent her home. I mean, well, oh no, they're like you you will serve this or you can or you can leave. Uh, so they, I, they didn't give her the that, choice. Of not see that part, her. I'm uh, that part, I'm on her side. I would go legit outrage for the first part, but then her part of going home and trying to make a fucking social media deal. That part. Um, I think she's in the wrong force. So this is one of those ones where it's kind of both, you know? It, it, it's like a weird nuance. Like, what do you... I, give, you at, I give her credit for standing up for her beliefs and trying to defend yeah. the transphobic person. Um, or no, no, not the transgender. She's not defending the transphobe. I'm sorry, not the transphobe. The transgender person <laughs> yeah. fighting against you know, transphobic far person. too long no one has stood up for the transphobes. <laughs> yeah, I will say those, those here in America... <laughs> they should be protected. Yeah, by. they should be. Yeah. The transphobes. But I also yeah. agree with Sandy for what you said about how I think the manager could have said, all right, you, you know, you don't have to serve them. That could have been alleviated, the whole situation. Um, you know, I think if the customer is being very outspoken and disruptive, I think the restaurant had the right to say you have to leave. Um, you know, because now the customer is alienating the other customers and it's bad, mm. but, you know, but if this was an off the cuff remark, I think if other customers complained, they could have thrown the customer out. Um, but I, I, I can understand her being mad, but it's like, Oh, hundred percent, man. We have to learn how to kind of a better way of dealing with these situations than I'm walking away and I'm goodbye and I will not accept you as a human anymore. I hope for her that she finds a different job where she's not working with the public. Because like, like we were saying yeah. before, this is the real world, man. And you are going to deal with people, especially if you're in the service industry, you're going to deal with people who, who who are not exactly from your bubble. Yeah, whatever bubble you're from. Everybody's I, different. I can speak to that myself. Because I, you know, I work for tips during the day myself. And, uh, you know, sometimes you come mm-hmm. across somebody who they their social customs are all different from yours and it kind of rubs you the wrong way. But, you, you know, it's your job to give, yep. you know, obviously within reason, but it's your job to give them a pleasant experience as best you can. And yeah. so she because she didn't do that, they sent her home. I don't necessarily think they should have sent her home. I don't, I don't feel like the, you know, mm-hmm. the punishment in that part fit the crime. But again, you don't post shit on social media, man. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm, what I'm stuck on here. Yeah, so I'll go fake outrage on the firing if you're outraged for the firing. Yeah, if you're outraged for the firing, fake outrage. Which but, is the but, the same, but at the story. same time, like, you know, I, I probably agree with this woman on most things, you know? Right. And on that, and she's kind of hot. So call me right. if you're not a Red Sox fan, Waitress right. Girl. Right. Uh, she yeah, is she's, a Packers she's fan. She's on the but, phone right now. Oh, yeah. she's a Packers fan? So I'm, you, I'm, I'm going to guess she's a Packers fan, but it won't matter to me. You can still, still call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in New York as we speak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially if you have a, any tattoos of Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre on it, either ass cheek or, yeah, or a tramp, yeah, or one of the, uh, tramp Packer sign stamp. Rogers. Yeah. What's that commercial? The guy with the cheese head? Rogers. <laughs> so we're going to move uh, down south now. We're going to go from the, the north to the south. We're going to go to Fayetteville, North Carolina. 
more Halloween outrage. This is, I think, our third week in a row. Halloween oh, related stories. I like I like Halloween, season. Halloween always has some good outrage. Halloween is just so primed for this day and age of outrage. It's it just going to cause endless outrage. Yeah, I feel like this is there's sluttiness. There's like nothing is taken for the, like the, 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 the problematic. Value. Yeah, no, honoring the dead, is, which is what it's supposed to be. Everything that people yeah. are precious about, like religion, and yeah. uh, it just it just all goes to shit on Halloween. Oh my god, yeah, yeah it's it's great. By the way, I still have no idea what I'm going to be for Halloween. I have no fucking. You're not going to be white, white privilege, dude. I've been do, I've been dressing up the last couple. <laughs> years for those of you who don't know me as white privilege where i literally take i have white painters pants with white shoes um and i have white gloves and i bought like a long sleeve white tee uniqlo and i ironed the word privilege across the front of it <laughs> and it is a hilarious costume and a lot of people think it's funny um oh i have a white scarf too like mm. but i just i've done it i think three or four years in a row i want to do something different it this year time to branch out what i have a good time it? because when i walk around new york with that black people high five me and ask me to take fucking their picture oh they love me. it i was walking around <laughs> yeah. with him last year oh yeah no and the <laughs> only person celebrity. that gave me shit was some little dipshit hipster little fucking virtue signaling cock fucking yeah yeah white some guy. white yeah. person would talk yeah. shit yeah. and he was doing that. all the black people all the black people were like yo that's it. fucking hilarious yeah. like yeah. yeah it is so yeah like I, I i gotta retire it this year though i've been doing it too many years in a row if i think if i don't if i can't think of anything else i might do it one last time but i don't want i, I want to think of something anyway that's neither here nor there so yeah. halloween outrage comes to us uh again from fayetteville north carolina where there was an announced family movie night at a local cemetery down there called the lafayette memorial park the owner woman named heather bosher said that she wanted to do a halloween movie night there uh, to to honor her dead grandparents because her grandparents they they were in love and they loved going to the movies together, you know. And so she wanted to do it as an event of like, hey, you know, you can come here and and you you can enjoy a movie night with your alive and dead loved ones. Basically, that was sort of the theme behind it. Mm -hmm. And there uh, a lot of people were in favor of it, but there were a, a bunch of families locally that got really really upset about this. And the reason why they got upset was they were saying that. If it's open to the whole community, then and there's hundreds of people there, then there's a really good chance that there's like trash left everywhere, and the possibility of like vandalism and disrespect to the graves there. Um, you you have a very sly smile on your face, Sandeep. What do you what do you have to say about this? Oh come on, it's a it's a graveyard. <laughs> of course, yeah, it has to be used on Halloween. That's yeah. the that what's the what's the word when the uh, I, I'm missing the word now when the atom when an atomic bomb. Ground zero. That's ground zero. Yeah. yeah, you know, it is where we're better. You know what I mean? Oh, come on. You can't hold your graveyard. First of all, I'm, we're using way too much land on these dead people. <laughs> yes, I really agree are. with the cremation. <laughs> why, are, why do they get so much land? Then we have to pay higher rents yeah. and shit. First of all, they, you, you're, we give you the land for 300. For, have us have one day where we can then do spooky shit at a graveyard. Isn't Greenwood Cemetery like its own section of Brooklyn? <laughs> there's like Flatbush, oh, there's yeah. Bensonhurst. And oh, no. People have there's... to be precious about their own apartment, and then they're, yeah. then they're fucking dead. It's not even the person complaining. They're dead. Now you have now the fucking society has to like keep your graveyard of someone else that's not you all pristine on Halloween. Yeah. In defense of, um, of the dead people, I feel like dead people take up far less space than living people. Because they don't have to like drive to work and stuff, and they don't have to like eat. They things. shouldn't take up any space at all. They're yeah. dead. They're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're out. We're already giving them all the space. All right, that's that's enough. They should. It should be zero days of the year. We're, we'll give you three sixty four, but have us have one yeah. goddamn day where we do spooky graveyard shit. 
Uh, Mike Segroy, how do you Talk feel about, about this? Get off my lawn. <laughs> Not even <laughs> get, get off my, my lawn. Now it's get off the lawn of the person that Headroom. that spawned me. Free, they had you, all right? They had your whiny little entitled <laughs> ass. And what? now you're fucking being entitled on their behalf after they're dead? Mike Segroy, do you, you have know, a rebuttal or you agree with this? I, 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 you know, I probably wouldn't have thought of if, like, there was a film festival in a graveyard where my relatives have been buried, I probably wouldn't have thought of it until somebody complained. And now it's got me all thinking, like, well, I don't want to be somebody sitting in my great-grandmother's grave, but they're not going to be sitting on the headstones. I mean, how is it organized? I mean, Then they're like, oh, there's going to be trash at the graveyard. There's fucking bugs and beetles and bird shit at the graveyard. What what is this? Well, some graves I do know have like a floral display. You don't want to mess that up. But also, like at the same time, like I don't go to the graves of of my family members just because it's too morbid for me. I don't know. But oh, I do. Sad, I I do probably. You go. Yeah, I can't. Once a year or so. Yeah, I go. I do that. With, Which is with, fine. With, yeah. by myself. And and sadly, I have uh, sure. I have friends I grew up with who I get to do that with uh, yeah. for now too. But yeah. uh, you know, everybody's. Th- but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean. Like, it, there's got to be people there who can clean. I don't know. I mean, or yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they know how to clean yeah. up trash at a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, let's just bury it. You know, many people have many things all over the place. Many yeah. events happen. Yeah, and the the trash does get cleaned up. I, I the, it's not like oh well, it's a graveyard. We're gonna let the well, let the drink cups. Graves are, graveyards are open to the public. I know people go there and eat lunch. Well, I don't know them personally, but I heard people go there and eat lunch. And oh, it's a great place through. to eat. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. You, you don't, you've never yet had lunch at a graveyard? I haven't. No, I haven't had the You privilege. know people that do go eat lunches at a graveyard? I've heard of people who go and do that. So. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> uh, why don't we go to I heard that new place? The graveyard uh, and just eat lunch. I, I heard somebody the, the, does that. Some, <laughs> somebody from the Marietta family just died. There's a fresh gravestone we can go hang out <laughs> We can go at. hang yeah. at the grave, yeah. Uh, I hear Mrs. Marietta's tombstone makes a great pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Because isn't there, isn't there tombstone pizza? pizza yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's graveyards that have a lot of unused land. I mean, maybe you could have put it in that. I don't, I don't know what this... Specific graveyard looks like. Yeah, well, just hang out with that 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 goes to lunch at a graveyard. I don't know. Somebody told me that, and they're like, "Oh, you can go." I think because I was saying to somebody, I wouldn't live next. I saw these houses where I was growing up, and they were next to the cemetery. And I was like, "Who would want to live next to a cemetery?" And my friend's mom was me. Like, I would in New York well, City. Are you kidding me? It's quiet as fuck. It's cheaper. It's why not? People can go there and have your lunch. And I was like, "People eat lunch in the cemetery." <laughs> so I Dude, I'll be honest with you, man. In New York City, for those of you who don't spend time here or don't live here it is a loud fucking place and yeah to to find a place you can just go walk around in that's like quiet because yeah. even if you're in like one of the larger parks like prospect park or central park there still is that like city noise wow. you can hear in the distance so like mm. a graveyard it's one of the only quiet places in the whole city like there's a few, i would totally eat lunch there that's there's a totally few legit. little parks yeah there's a park like on 53rd street where the old store club the famous store club used to be and now it's an exclusive quiet park like you can't bring your phone you can bring your phone but you can't make noise so are those but i know what you're saying they have to make there, spaces like that there are certain so parks and i love new york for yeah. this where you're not allowed to play music loud yes. you're not allowed to bring your children and you're not allowed that's to true. bring uh, no um your dogs, or maybe there's not the non-children. Yeah. There should be a non-children one though. Right, but yeah, you can't bring, you can't do any kind of that shit. It's just sit here and shut up or leave. 
And I, I love that. We should do the podcast in the uh, cemetery. I'm not going to start calling cemeteries for podcasts. It's so yeah. quiet. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll meet there for lunch, and then we'll the maybe f- we'll do some podcasts. I have a tuna sandwich in a cemetery. You get a taco truck in there. So, as a result of the uh, family members' outrage, this event was canceled. Oh God, no! It was canceled. <laughs> oh, you whiny yeah. little bitch! The, the park put out a statement. I'll give you the short version because it was a very long statement. The park basically said, like other cemeteries across the country do do this. Like we're not the first one to do this. Yeah, and they put out a a, a poll online saying like. Is it okay if we do this? And the overwhelming majority of people said, yeah, it, that sounds awesome. You should yeah. do that. Um, like and two people complained. Yeah, right? pretty much. And then they said, you know, we're not disrespecting people. We just want you to enjoy, uh, I think I said it earlier, you know, we want you to enjoy a night of movies with your yeah. loved ones who may have departed and also, you know, your current loved ones. And well, what was the movie? I mean, was it like. What was a family Made in friendly? Manhattan? You know, was well, some they, stupid. I would assume it would be like a family-friendly Halloween oh. type movie. That that's what I would assume. I understand the family being upset about their loved one, and they might feel violated. I do. I really do. I mean, I think I, there was a better way to handle this. My question is this for 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 them. And obviously, they can't answer. It would be: What if it was an event that was only open to people who were rel- related to people that were in that what? cemetery? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, so He's you have to know it. someone that di- that died at the gra- and then you can yes. How do you, you know? have any claim to that graveyard? It's not in what you know. It's in who you know who's dead. That's <laughs> it's a bringer. That, that's yeah. That that's how you get in. It's how like many oh, dead people do you know? It's like, Yo, hey man, are you gonna go to the movie night at the cemetery? It's like, bro, I haven't had anybody in my family die yet, so no. yeah. can't make. Maybe maybe I should kill one of my aunts or something yeah. to uh, so I can go next year. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, can you get morbid. a plus one at least? Like, can you bring a <laughs> date? Plus but one, no, only people RSVP. can go. Yeah, I should at least Black get a date there. of a non-dead, uh, of someone who doesn't Black want to be dead. <laughs> All right, so as far as the outrage goes in this one, um, I do see what you're saying, Soundy. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God! First of all, why did they cancel it? They said most people said yes, and everyone else does Here's it. Here's the thing. Lawsuits, I, am, I guess. I am 100% okay with an event like this happening as long as the concerns of the families were... Um, were, were taken seriously and perhaps they hired extra crew to clean up or they had it in like uh, Mike said the a part family of the doesn't have a, a dog in the fight the person is dead that's yeah. the person yeah that's the the dead person is the only thing there you can't just well claim shit on behalf of yeah. dead people now oh he was gonna be he's gonna be offended the organizers of the event I think a middle ground would be the organizers of the event maybe have to have insurance so if there's any kind of accidental damage to a headstone because those can be expensive some if i mean they're stone i don't know how they're gonna break by somebody how sitting. is a movie not gonna you can go into yeah. the graveyard any at any time of day or you're night right. and damage a headstone no you're right you're right about that so i guess can't, why would these entitled assholes you know that just they're it's, they can't they have to their own shit you can't mess with their own shit and then yeah. someone who's given birth to them who are gone. You know what, Sandy? You know what? No, the thing you just said, I think you might have actually just swayed me. Yeah. Because Good point. I, I, you can I, you can piss on graves any time. You I can guess. have lunch in a graveyard. <laughs> you can Yeah, yeah. people are eating at the grave. You can spill you know, salsa on the graves to head Chipotle, yeah. That yeah. shit doesn't that, that 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 it's hard to come out. Like That's especially right. like tamarind sauce, that stains. Yes. Do you know what? Kool-Aid Sunday, stains. On the condition that the event is logistically set up in a in a respectful manner, I'm 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 Fake outrage. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm joining you. I think the family... Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. The family thing, I'm sensitive to, but there is a right way to do this. 
There is, and it I sounds think. like both sides didn't do it. <laughs> they did not approach it properly. Well, so. it sounds like they jumped the gun on, on trying to organize the event, right. and then the families were, I think, pretty rightfully concerned. But I think yeah, if, I if, if they them. respected the opinions and perhaps some of the family members helped organize it or helped you know, with their suggestions, I think that this could potentially be a, a really, really fucking cool thing. Well, what did it, didn't it say in the article something about donating the money to the upkeep of the cemetery? Yeah, one of the guys know? said that he, he, one of his like conditions would be like, yeah, just like make sure that like the money you make off it if you're charging for it goes to the upkeep and the cleanup of the there event, which is completely legit. There you go. Yeah. But- so yeah, you know, I, I, I'll go. I'll go fake outrage with this, Andy. I, I would be too afraid to vandalize a cemetery. I don't want ghosts looking for me and stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. I don't believe in that stuff. But you never know. You get the one wrong one, and then there's nobody that I hate who's dead yeah. uh, enough right now. Maybe later in life, who knows? Maybe I'll be a uh, you know. I once filmed a, a short film in the, the on this farm, this outdoor property, and up if you go up a little bit, there is an abandoned Native American burial ground, and we filmed mm-hmm. on it. And we were like, oh, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to us? And I just realized, the, this is a couple years ago, and I just realized the other day, we never put that film out. The footage didn't come out good. So maybe the ghosts of whoever. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, who are these fuckers and, filming and here? Cancel right. our film on us. Every so. time you prematurely ejaculate, it's the Indians it's the taking Indian, their yes. revenge. So it sounds like we're going fake outrage in this one. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you're 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 kind of a little more on the side of the families. I, it's it's just because I'm thinking of it. I can see it both ways, you know. I can see this going horribly, horribly wrong. So I, I know what you're saying. I think though there was a better uh, both in both these stories. There was better ways to handle this, and people just <laughs> knee jerk react. And I, we're, we're just going to cancel. We don't want any problems, and we don't talk about this stuff, and we don't solve anything. Yeah. So and, I know. like that. So it would have been two to one anyway. But so anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move on. This is the part of the show where we ask our guest, Mike Segroy, is there anything that you are currently outraged about here in the universe? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to want to oh, get off your plenty. chest here? Well, let's see. Just walking here, being somebody. So <laughs> here's my full story: is that I was born in Brooklyn. I lived here till, till my fifth birthday. Uh, I grew up down the Jersey Shore the majority of my life. So that's. 38 now, so that's, what, 33 years I've been in Jersey, let's say. Um, And then, as a kid, I've always wanted to move back to New York. But as I've come back and gotten to New York more, I see what gentrification and the changes have done. And I just miss the pureness of Brooklyn. I'm not saying the crime and this and that, but it's I see it's like, I, I don't like the... A lot of historic storefronts and stuff are going out of business. What was it, Vesuvio? What was the place, Vesuvio's? The I have Italian, no idea. It's this bakery. It's been around 100 years, out of business, and people can't. The rent is just so high, and it's almost like you have to charge high rents, kick people out to reduce crime. And that's, that drives me crazy. All right, so you're, you're upset at, at, I guess, the gentrification that's here? Just a gentrification issue. You Be- do know that you're yeah. white, right? I, I mean, do know that I'm white. people are talking about gentrification, <laughs> yeah. they're talking about you. Exactly. Moving place. Where do you live? Well, I live in Old Bridge, New Jersey. So Okay. Yeah. So when I moved, I did live in Brooklyn, but I moved to Bay Ridge. So I tried to avoid a gentrificating, <laughs> can you say that? A neighborhood. No, every, everywhere you move to, you're gentrifying. I'm gentrifying. Exactly. You are. I don't, yeah. I, I've, always, I've always been very confused when right. white people talk about being anti-gentrification. I don't, I, it's, it's more of... Because you know we're all talking about you, right? Exactly. No, <laughs> I understand the irony. Well, and the you are the irony of me as a white guy. And by the way, for the purposes <laughs> yeah. of this conversation, Sandeep, you're also a white guy. Okay? I think you're I get I slide under the radar. Yeah, we know that I'm white. Like, yeah. I think we like you and me. But like, well, yeah. when, 
When, when they talk about gentrification, they're not really talking about Indians. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, well, no, they're talking about your kind of Indian for sure. They're not. They're, I don't we're think not, they're, no, they're not. We're not talking about. Yet. We're, not, we're not talking about Uber drivers who live in Flushing. We're talking about right. educated yeah. fucking guys. No, who but live I in, fit into the class of Uber yeah. drivers. So you can't really. Tell. No, no, you don't though. You don't socially. You, you, you. No, I, I know we know that, but I don't think when people talk about anti-gentrification, yeah, you know, I'm kind of sliding under the radar. That's true. You do. You avoid the criticism of, right. of gentrification. I, this is the where Indians yeah. are the Switzerland of the. And by the way, just on behalf of white people i just want to speak for my 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 my, my honky brethren and sister and we don't want to move to the neighborhoods that are on the outskirts and gentrify them but it's the fucking landlords who 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 drive rents up in the neighborhoods we want to live in who make us move out there so really you know it's one of those things where if you if you want to blame somebody you got to blame the landlords because the rent is too damn high well the thing with me is it's more of it's more it's an idea yeah i don't like to see there's a racial factor involved but i'm i'm also talking about seeing the neighborhood completely change because the people who are there are there already. And then when a new group of people come in, I mean, it's, it's going to change. It's all going to change. This has been going on in New York since day one. So you, so you, you will, you would have, so if you're, you're a landlord and you know, mm-hmm. you, you saved up a lot of money um, and you put down a down payment on a, on an apartment and now the property value of your apartment goes up, you would, you would have them just not raise the rents. Like, no, Here's I, can, I can I can right. take four thousand for I can get four thousand for this part, but let's just yeah. keep it at two thousand because I don't want to lead to gentrification. No, but why does <laughs> why does the property value go up? Because the area it gets in demand. Why does it become in demand? Do you want me to like base? Because it gets white. Take, I mean, there's economics, dude. If all the fucking landlords to, weren't in some way sort of together on this. Yeah, are they, you saying there's this price one fucking yes, absolutely. In New York City, are you fucking kidding me? You charge the market value in the market. How the come, market value no, is the price? But how come yeah. this only fucking happens here? Then it, it's because there's a certain group of people who own a lot of real estate in New York, and they all get together and they want to make the place more expensive so they can make more money. Okay? Well, I guess for me, my it, my take also comes from having a little bit of an older school mentality. I just don't like to see a lot of the architecture changed where we have a lot of glass and steel buildings going up that just don't have a lot of character and i always appreciated coming to new york and seeing that art deco design and that that old school work and i get i mean i'm not to the point of like i'm a hundred percent on this side of the fence like i get some of these old buildings are just out of date and they don't keep up and you know at some point you gotta change there's no room and there's they're not made for internet and set like i can remember my father having to fix a screen door at my grandparents' house in Brooklyn. And, like, it's, like, modern buildings have, what, sheetrock and the studs and some insulation. Do you don't see screen doors in New York City a lot. Yeah, and this was, like, their back door going out (laughs) to the yard, you know. But the inside of their walls was, like, brick, and they don't make buildings like that anymore, you know. So I guess at some point that does get out of date. So I I do like the fact that your, your initial outrage, though, that sort of historic businesses and sort of things are kind of going out of business and it's kind of shitty. I, I like that. that I like I hate, that and I just, I just hate to see people get displaced, you know, and like you see this herd of rich, wealthy white people moving into Latino and black neighborhoods and kicking them out. And I guess I realize well, I'm no, a white person, thing. but it's going to, it happens to the white neighborhoods in Brooklyn too. Like well, no, the thing is, is it, it the black and white Latino neighborhoods or it, it, again, it's the, it's not, 
super rich people initially move there. It's yeah. people that got kicked out of the other neighborhoods right. who, who then go there. People and then, talk about as if like they had so much money they could live anywhere and they're like, fuck it, let me just go to a poor neighborhood. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, it's people yeah. who are teach like people who make well, money and they can't, they're, it's, yeah. uh, rents are ridiculously affordable. Th- they have regular That's jobs. what I mean. Yeah. Is yeah. It, it's like, dude, I don't want to live in a sketchy neighborhood. I don't want to yeah. live within uh, two blocks of two different homeless shelters like I do, but it's what I can afford. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I would love to live in a fucking, you know, a different part yeah. of the city, but I can't. And a lot of people, I think, are like that. So when you yell at people for gentrification, it's like, bro, I don't want to live in your neighborhood. It's if all you, I can afford. If, if right. maybe you, you get some people together, we, we start murdering some landlords downtown, hey, maybe fucking we can get the rents back down and uh, I'll, I'll be able to live where I want to live. Well, you know? I think another thing is is that if, if you're moving into a neighborhood that's predominantly, let's say, one way, and this is such a, I guess, a unique New York, that's hard to say, thing. Um, unique New York. It's like, you, yeah, that is hard to say, unique New York. You can't deny, I mean, you have to kind of, if you're in, let's say, a, a West Indian neighborhood, you kind of have to be a part of that neighborhood, you know? You can't just deny, well, they're just there, I, I'm just, I just live here, you know? And I think that happens at times. You, you have know. to be really into curry. Well, you just have to, you know, you're, in, you're part there. of a community, so em- embrace <laughs> well it. Well done. Can we talk about the zombie baby with the brain and all that? Uh, we don't really have time for that, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do got to go. Um, we do got to get out of here. We, we have to go and maybe eat some curry. I don't know. Uh, thank you all for listening here. You can uh, you can email us your favorite curry recipes at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. You can follow us on the Twitter at Fake Outrage Rep, which I post to once a week and have seriously not checked in months. Um, you can, if you have a second, pretty please go on the iTunes, give us a five-star review. It only takes a second. And uh, you can follow Mike Segroy online at... At MikeScroy21 on Twitter and Instagram and MikeScroy on Facebook. Yes. And before we go... As always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, you know, I'll tell you what I am tired of. These dead white people um, gentrifying these mi- le- minority cemeteries <laughs> with their fucking white gravestones. 